Hey, welcome everybody to session three of Subs Lie Dubs Lie, a comprehensive anime podcast. It's your boy Jay, aka Versace Vegeta, aka Dark Skin Goku, and I'm here with my boy D. Hey, hey, it's your boy D, aka Brother D, your favorite brother. Yo, I'm happy to be here with you guys yet again for another week of this pod. Man, listen, it's, it's, we've been off to a really great start. Folks loving the first couple of Dragon Ball Z movies. We're really loving the reception we've been seeing of us doing World's Strongest and Dead Zone. So hopefully we can kick it a little bit higher into gear this week. But before we get into all that, my boy, what you been up to, man? What you been watching? What you been playing? What you been reading? Sure. Um, continuing the same trend from last week, you know, getting on this Persona wave. I got my save back, thankfully. Fire. Guys knew about me complaining that my save just randomly just disappeared. Yeah. My save back, thankfully. Uh, beat the game. I, I speed through the game. So I'm on New Game Plus with it, you know. Okay. To, yeah, so I'm trying to 100% the game, you know. So that's been taking up half the time. Been reading a couple, been a couple of articles pertaining to a couple of sports. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting really, I'm pumped up for the next NBA season. You know, I'm really hoping that my boys, the Clippers, you know, gotta rip my boys up. I'm really okay. hoping make a make a big make a big splash because I really feel like we can win. And other than Man. that, it's really been just sports, persona, uh, a little bit of Pokemon. Uh, Blaze Black 2 Challenge. Oh, yo, I have that one on my 3DS. I uh, I haven't played very much of it, but it is a challenge, to say the least. That shit been kicking my ass. Triano, you are the man, but yo, you you, you, you really you really went too hard. You went too hard on your boy. I'm actually having to use my, my gaming noodle. So, I respect that. I like the challenge, but it took me back. You know, you're not really expecting really this difficult, like a really difficult, difficult game out of a Pokemon game. But you know, yeah, uh, they really tried. They they took what was the challenge mode of Pokemon Black Two and amped it by even making like whole new teams that are way yo, too hard to fight. Show move sets that you used to. These teams are competitive already. Like literally, you could slot these teams. On a Wi-Fi battle, I'm pretty sure that they can fare well. Yeah, easily. Well, you know, before I shift into that, I will say just to touch on that NBA topic, right? Listen, I saw that my hometown team, Spurs, they're trying to get three draft picks. And, like, I don't know if they should trade Murray for three draft picks, but... I don't know. It, it, it depends. Like, like, like I, I feel like you should build with the core that you have. That's like, what I'm you know, saying. Like, some, like, if they're really that desperate, like, and I don't see no reason to be desperate because, you know, it's a young team. Like, you develop what you have. But I don't know better than Coach Popovich. I don't know better than R.C. Buford and the Spurs front office. You know, they this is a successful organization, so they know what's best. Yeah. You know, I'm, just... I'm uh, From a fan perspective, I don't think you should just randomly say like, "Hey, let's trade this guy that we've been developing." Yes. He's still young for some three got some three high schoolers. Uh, I'm not too sure. <laughs> like that. we don't know who they'll be. I don't, you don't know I don't, what they'll be worth. 
I don't know what's going on back home in San Antonio, man. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I had my eye on that this past week, and I was just like, oh, no, what? <laughs> but uh, beyond that, man, uh, well, I will say I've been playing a good amount of Budokai Tenkai G3, uh, but there is a, there's an undub of it out there. Uh, if you know where to get your ROMs at, there is a version that you can play a Budokai Tenkaichi 3 with the Japanese soundtrack. That's so that's that's fuego. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, like I I physically own Sparking Meteor and Budokai Tenkaichi 3. But I own Sparking Meteor because of the Kikuchi score. So man. being able to play with the English and Japanese voices with you know, you know, like it's, it's it's just worth it, bro. So it's it's been a lot of fun, especially playing against these movie uh, challenges, which I'll be doing uh, every single week uh, a stream whenever the episode comes out uh, to fight the the movie bosses that we present in this episode. So the day that this comes out, you can expect to see me stream fighting against. Thor, Slug, and Turles. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Twitch.tv slash Versace Vegeta underscore. Don't forget Give that. Give my boy a watch, man. It's going to be entertaining as hell. I, tr- I do my best to keep it that way, man. Not, not even try. I'm out here. I'm out here. It's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that uh, Outside of that, man, I've been watching a lot of interesting TV, dude. Um, well, I, I would say mostly uh, YouTube stuff. Like, I've been watching... Um, these old school uh, wrestling documentaries, stuff about like 96 WCW, stuff like that, right? I've just been really in that sort of bag lately. Um, to go. Early Attitude Era, WWF, um, even even going into like 99, 2000 WWF, just really cool era to go back and revisit, uh, considering, you know, I grew up with both of them. So it's cool to look at those with the lens of just enjoying the wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, of course. So, yeah, yeah, it's just been really fun getting into that. Um, I'm about to finish Samurai Warriors Spirit of Sanada, like I mentioned last week. Um, the story for that is just reaching a climax. I, it's really good at introducing you to Japanese uh, Sengoku era history, man. Like, there's stuff I. I've always been pl- playing games that deal with that era, right? All the Samurai Warriors games, Sengoku Basura. But the one thing as an American who just, you know, wasn't taught that history in school is that I'm taught about all these different figures from that history, but like as a smattering, not in like chronological order. Like, yeah, oh, this is when, you know, the uh, the Takedas were doing their shit, and this is when Nobunaga was doing his thing, and then Toyotomi, and then I- Ieyasu. I'm, okay, I don't want to lose y'all on Japanese. <laughs> this game, this game, fleshes it out in a way that you can easily digest it. Is what I'm trying to say. So it's been pretty cool getting to learn that. And uh, lastly, like every week, I've been watching some Dragon Ball Z movies, my boy. That's that's what we do best. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I'm telling you, this week, having gotten to watch um, Dragon Ball Z's movie three and four, it's been really cool getting to revisit an era of my childhood that was really fun. And then another era of my early teen years where I wanted more. Uh, So (laughs) it's been a really fun watch, man. And so. 
I, I think never, this would oh, be what like, were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say like I never again. I I said this before, but I never thought what rewatching something that you love so much you could critique it so hard. Like man, I, I, I loved it back then. Literally, that's I've been my same sentiment from since episode one. Yeah, <laughs> like, but. One of these will leave you wanting so much more, and we will dive into that in just a moment here. But before we get into that, we want to get into that good with Dragon Ball Z Movie 3, a super decisive battle for Earth, also known as the Tree of of Goddamn Might, a.k.a. we got evil Goku here, man. Launched an evil against the Earth. I don't know how the Earth will be able to support such a thing unless Goku and Earth's special forces can defend against it. Do you think they can do it? Yes. Only they can protect the Earth from the grave assault of the Tree of Might. All right, man. Yo, listen. First off, I will say this movie, man, it it kicked off for us here in the States. It's such a great time. Uh you know, 97, right at the crux of like, if you were, if you were part of that era uh, of folks that were like watching Toonami uh, on, on, you know, every day after school and, uh, you know, checking out what they were giving us, this movie was presented to us in a really, really cool way. Um, So it'd be really fun to talk about in that sense. But I can definitely say as a kid, this was a big part of the reason why I love Dragon Ball Z. Ooh. Yeah, like just all the action that they brought to us, the the story in and of itself, the villain. Yeah. As, as like somebody who was like nine going on going on ten, man, like this this was this was it, man. This is hot blooded action, bro. This was probably the coolest like movie of a thing that I enjoyed since Power Rangers the movie. Wow, that is yo, you put in high regards. That's good. That is dope. I, I really did. I really did. How about you, man? I, what was what was it like for you the first time you saw? Literally, all I could say watching the movie like, yo, evil Goku. <laughs> like, that's really that was all on my my temple. Like, yo, this is evil Goku. What? And I I feel like everybody has that shares that same sentiment. Like, this is what Goku would have been like if he didn't bump his yeah. head on. So I was like, yo, this is really cool. And the fact, like, he's not some punk, he's not some garbage villain. Like, uh, I'm not gonna <clears throat> not gonna say much, but like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like, not gonna say much, but like, this was a real, really well presented saying. It really was. And uh, when it comes to that saying, we got for this movie, the Saiyan warrior Tullus, also known as Turles. And his minions, as they're scouting Earth to locate Kakarot, his minions plant a seed for the Tree of Godly Might, which grows really quick and threatens to destroy the Earth. Goku and his friends face off against this Saiyan and his allies, but can Goku's new Genkidama, the Spirit Bomb, save the Earth? Listen, bro, this is this is one that came out in such a heated time as far as like the popularity for Dragon Ball Z, not only in the States, like we mentioned earlier, but also for Japan. This came out in the summer of 1990 during the Toki, sorry, the Toei Anime Fair uh, on July the 7th. 
This one specifically, though, when it comes to this exact festival, this was dubbed Akira Toriyama The World, as there were only three movies here that were showing off that were all Akira Toriyama works. So you had Dragon Ball Z Movie 3, The Super Decisive Battle for Earth, you had Pink, and Kenosuke-sama. Do you know much about those two? No, sir. <laughs> I don't either. And, and no. I happen to be a big fan no, of Toriyama, bro. That's crazy. Like, but literally, I, I know is, like, really, like, which is crazy, because what we know Toriyama for is Dr. Slump and Dragon Ball. In my yeah. eyes, like, that's what I've been exposed to. So hearing those other words, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I man. I if you had made me guess, like, oh, what else showed along with this? I would have been like, well, damn, I mean... There wasn't a movie for like some of those manga he came out with. You know what I mean? Like some of the, the cooler stuff, there's not any animation for it. Uh, maybe Dr. Slump. But yeah, everything I know about Pink and Kanosuke Sama is stuff I learned while doing research for this podcast. And there's not a lot to know, really. It's just that there are other projects that, that he worked on. Um, and because Dragon Ball Z movies are always presented in, as a part of a festival over in Japan. Uh, that's how they did it for this one. Now, as far as when this came out, in the States, we got it, like I said, back in 97, in November of that year. Now, what is cool about how they showed it to us, if you remember, on Tsunami, they brought it to us as three different episodes of How to Dragon Ball Z Season 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, right in between the episodes where Dende takes Gohan to Guru and then when Gohan and Krillin go to Guru in order for him to get his power unlocked. So, honestly, if we're considering when we saw this, it's not really too, too different from how Japan got it. Yeah. Because in July of 1990, that was when Dragon Ball Z uh, episode 54 came out, which is when Krillin got his power up a little bit later on in the arc. Yeah. And at the same time in the manga, it's when Goku beats Birder, uh in chapter 88, Vegeta's complex mind. And when uh, Vegeta kills Raccoon and Birder in that same time, you know, like Goku's like, hey, why'd you do that? Why'd He's like, bruh, do you not realize who we're dealing with? <laughs> Stick to the plot. So in terms of exposure to fans in both the West and the East, uh, in Japan, I find it really interesting that we got this movie during really, uh, you know, important parts of the Namek arc, which is really cool because, I mean, that's the level of battle that we're dealing with in this movie, too. Yeah. It's just really, really awesome, just some of the stuff that we get presented to us. Um, a lot of the themes of this movie really... In terms of when the uh, the show came out, this is dealing with a, a time period where, you know, Goku in the movie has his uh, Go mark on, on his gi, right? So, like, on the front and back, which is what is on his gi when he arrives on planet Namek. Um, so, it's, it's kind of interesting that we're delivered this adventure in its own movie at a point in time where no matter where you were, if this was around the time you were first watching the story when it aired, you're getting stories of Goku around that time point. Yep. 
when it comes to like changes in the dub, what were some of the ones that stood out for you, man? Uh, I'll say the the soundtrack, the uh, soundtrack first and foremost. Uh, for which one, the Ocean Dub or the Funimation? The Funimation. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that um, because when. Funimation redid this one. That was back in 2006. Mm-hmm. So this is back when Bruce Falconer was still doing the joint. <laughs> yeah, watching back that Funimation dub, it was it was. Um, there's a lot of edits even in the the Saban version, the the Ocean dub, right? Um, whenever they cut it into that three part episode, I mean. So the parts of, uh, of episodes in the show, there's a lot of scenes that were just kind of like added, right? Um, like they would add parts of the, the movie to take place a little bit earlier, or they would replay scenes in the second or third uh, episode of the cut of the movie. They completely cut out any blood in the movie, um, which is interesting because I did watch the uh, the both the uncut dvd version of the pioneer dub of tree of might and the tv version of tree of might where it's the episodes and it's interesting how they're so true to the japanese in the the dvd version like gohan's calling the higher dragon higher dragon in english and i was like hang on wait no no he called him icarus all the time (laughs) so it being my first time watching the unedited dvd version it was really cool to see that Ocean Dub, they, again, like we said last time, they cared about how hey, stuff was presented man. from the original Japanese version. Another thing, I want to add another thing that kind of didn't surprise me. I was kind of confused. Um, in the uncut Ocean Dub and the Japanese version, they mentioned Frieza in the movie. Animation, uh, yeah. uh, they didn't. Maybe to save them the plot of the movie, they did not mention the freeze at all. So yeah, you're right. Is there's that point where Raisin and Rakasay are like, "Yo, we eat these fruits, we can take down Frieza," yeah. and in Funimation, they're just like, "We'll be strong, we'll be powerful." Like, okay, right. that's that's cool. Hopefully, you would be powerful if you planted this tree on a on you know earth just to suck up all its nutrients and make people strong enough to be gods like hopefully you'd get yeah, you, you. <laughs> like yeah um some other edits that i thought were re- you remember when turles makes gohan turn into the giant ape <laughs> so in in the original version he's like grabbing gohan by his head mm-hmm. right because you remember there's the iconic sort of like scene where he has his hands over his eyes and he makes Gohan look at the moon and that's that cut from Rock the Dragon, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, in the Ocean Dub edit for TV, they have him, like, holding Gohan by his shoulders. Like, like it's like they moved Gohan up in the animation frame and, like, Gohan's face looks all <laughs> like, disfigured yeah. because... Turles's hands were on his face originally, but now that he's holding him by his shoulders, it just it just looks weird. It's really, really odd. Uh, and then of course, just like little edits of like you know Gohan not having his clothes on after yeah, he yeah. transforms or whatever. 
But um, outside of that, again, Ocean Dub, really true to the, the Japanese version when it comes to that uncut edit. Um, Funimation doing what they love to do and <laughs> add in like, hey, this will make more context for them when really you're just making shit up. Yeah, like, you're just it would no, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's just so interesting how across the board and you know the ocean dub really only exists in terms of popularity for. Uh, us in the states for the first three movies so after this we don't have any other d- ocean dubs to go over but d i think there's other dubs of this ain't there oh we got the two goaded the two goaded dubs of this movie in particular we got the classic malaysian dub aka speedy video dub Oh man! Oh man! Not the Saya people. The Saya people, aka Big Green, aka Kamehameha, for every attack. No, literally, this is the yo. If you want a good laugh, please go find a link of the Speedy Dumb for this movie. You will be cracking up for real, for real. Bruh, I can tell you that that's for sure because I found out about the Speedy Dub. Uh, back in like the late 2000s, like I want to say, like it was like 08, 09. Hmm. Uh, you know, back when motherfuckers had nothing to do, and <laughs> we'd be on, you know, YouTube and stuff looking for awesome Dragon Ball Z clips because it wasn't on TV no more, right? I found this like dub, it was like a, a dub collection, a compilation of like all the different dubs in English. And I, you know, me, I was like, well, yeah, I remember the one from when we was kids, and then I remember the Funimation one. But what you mean, all different English dubs? Different. <laughs> Come to find out, in the UK, they got a whole different dub. Got the right AD. where Piccolo's called Big Green. Got the Big Green. Big and then they got this Malaysian English one. And like, listen, I understand. Like, uh, there's language differences because we're in different parts of the world, right? But they're speaking full English in it. Yep. But there's, it's like, it's like Google translated in English. Yeah, it is piss poor, and I'm not here to harp on it. Like, generally speaking, like if 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 you were watching it for better, like you probably enjoy it. I, like, yeah. I, I, I'm not. It sounds very harsh to critique it as only a banter dub, but yeah. I mean, it, it's not. It's not so it's not something that I would hold it to high regards. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't critique it as a serious serious dub or recasting for this movie at all. This is something you go back and find a couple clips. If you don't watch the full movie of the dub, this is something that you go on YouTube and you find Yeah. Like for real, you can go on YouTube, look up um Dragon Ball Z Malaysian dub or Dragon Dragon Ball Z Tree of Might Speedy dub. Um, and I mean, the dub is like, it's notorious for the voice acting. Uh, you know, we could talk about it all day. You, you can hear clips here, like, you know, Turles inviting Gohan to join the Saya people. I am the Saya people. I'm the Saya people? Yes. My name is Thras. Uh, <laughs> hey kid, don't you like to come with me? 
We can wander selfishly in a universe, destroy whatever we like, eat delicious food, and drink delicious liquor. There is nothing like this enjoyable life. Right? I mean, <laughs> that's something, right? Get the wine. You want to drink the wine with the side? <laughs> oh my gosh. That is literally an hilarious dub. And some of the names are out of pocket. I'm not going to lie. Some things I can't, I cannot throw out on this podcast. But if you go ahead and you do watch a couple of clips, and you hear some of the characters being called, you might you might be thrown off a bit. Matter of fact, let's throw something in right here. Let, the, the folks need to hear it. Okay. So, Ken Shinan, a.k.a. Tien. His name is Doe. Okay. I I don't know what that is. Um, do you want to know Kenkai's name? It, this is a funny one. And I I'm trying to be as serious here. He is called Gay King. Yes, that is right. Kyle Listen, no, we, <laughs> let's let them say it for us, man. Hey, Gay King, you must think of a way out quickly. Go. See what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's, 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 listen, again, not to make fun of a language barrier at all. That's not the point. Is, but it's just like, it for, for the sake of the fact that it exists... This was such a hilarious dub that it couldn't be overlooked, especially considering subs like dubs like we we'd like to talk about the differences in dubs. Mm-hmm. And I felt like considering there's a there's a lot of stuff that Speedy did, um, this is the place where we got to talk about it because it's the most well known one. Like, and if y'all never heard of it before today, well, uh, let Uncle Jay and Uncle D be the ones to tell you. It's definitely not to be overlooked. It's it, even if you just got a free Saturday afternoon or do nothing and be like, you know, what? I want to watch this, but I want to hear a hilarious cast do the voices. Yeah. Let Speedy Dub take care of that for you. You're guaranteed a laugh. I'm, I promise you. I really try not to swear on things, but I swear to you, you're going to laugh more than once while watching a clip. Oh, for sure. It is for sure. It makes me laugh every time. I mean, I I literally have inside jokes with friends back home where we would talk about this damn movie because it's it's just hilarious to break apart in in the Malaysian dub. While the movie in and of itself is dope, like don't get me wrong, some of the best early Dragon Ball Z moments you can get are straight out of Tree of Might. Uh, man, uh, some of my favorite moments right out of here, but. Good God, what what a hilarious dub! And then Big Green, <sighs> Big <laughs> Man, Big Green, it it uh, for it being a dub specifically for Europeans, I, I'm, I'm really questioning. I'm really questioning how much care was put into it. But you know, I won't critique. I won't judge. When I judge, it was. It was. It's, it's to be heard. That, I'll let y'all be the judge of it. There's definitely plenty to to judge. I, I, I do want to be. Fa- I do want to be fair because there is a line in the big green dub that it really comes off well. It's really good. I'll share it. Let's slide that in. Goku, 
If you will request my pardon, kneel before me and lower your head, I am prepared to forgive you and will promote your son to my personal guard. I don't want your forgiveness, and I have no intention of leaving this planet. You still think you can defeat me and destroy the sacred tree? Believe me, you're wrong. You see, I just ate one of its fruit. Ah, uh, see, okay. It was really dope. It was really dope. Okay. You would, you would like it. Trust me. It, it comes off as comes off as believable. It fit within the plot. It fit within the story. It didn't seem out of place. But, you know, yeah, but, not very much. <laughs> literally, these two banters, two banter, two banter uh, redubbings of the uh, the movie. But you know, like I said, if you really want a good laugh, these are your two go to dubs to go watch the movie. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. Answer me. Who are you? Ah, it's Big Green! Let that child alone. Now, outside of just having fun with the movie, because you can have fun watching it um, no matter how you watch it, whether it be English, Japanese, English, or English, right? Yeah. Um, there's some really cool background about this movie that I never knew until I was looking up details for Tree of Might. Did you know that there's an entire backstory that we didn't even get for some characters in the movie that exists out there? Not to my knowledge. This is new to me. Bruh, bruh, listen, listen. I I got you here. So check this, right? Back when this movie was released during the Akira Toriyama, the world anime special, you know, where they had all of those uh, Akira Toriyama films, right? Mm -hmm. There were a, like additional character design comments from the movie's character designer, Minoru Maeda, right? And he gave descriptions that were verbatim from the theatrical program that people got whenever they went to go see the movie. So there, every character that was added, rather than it just being like, hey, this character is very strong and he's tall, how will Piccolo face off against him? Like They gave some of the characters actually detailed backstories. None of it's brought up in the movie ever at all, but there's some concepts that are mentioned in this backstory that we don't even see in Dragon Ball until the 2010s, bro. That's crazy. So check this, right? You remember the big dude uh, with the ponytail, Amon? Ah, Amon. <laughs> all right. So, so my boy Amon, right? Check this. He was formerly a space criminal who used to go on a tear through the galaxy, but he was arrested eventually by who? The Galactic Patrol. That's right. They mentioned them just in a in, in an offline mention here for the very first time back in 1990 in one character's description, and he was held in a, plan, a prison on Planet Nuts. Now, whenever Tullis attacked Planet Nuts, he broke out. He broke him out of prison, and he was the first member to join the Telus uh, Crusher Corps. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. pretty, pretty dope, right? Going beyond that, like some of these people have like really, um, you know, basic stories, like Kakao, uh, the cyborg bounty hunter, right? Uh, Dies used to be a prince of the Pumpy uh, Pukimpa dynasty, like pumpkin or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but like you know, like nothing too interesting. Yeah. I will say though, the little twins, Raisin and Rakase, right? Apparently, Tellus used a seed from the 
the fruit of the tree of might to revive them from fossils of the beans people. They were just like people that existed like an ancient race. And they apparently used to have like super science and technology that was unknown to everybody else in the, the galaxy. They're the one who even constructed the Crusher Course ship. That's dope. Right? Yeah. So like pretty, pretty wild stuff to, to know there. Like I would have personally liked it if they had introduced all this backstory in the movie. I get it. Like we only got an hour. Yeah. We only got so much time uh, to talk about stuff. But just really interesting trivia when it comes to the characters that we don't typically get for uh, side characters here. Obviously, our lead villain, Tullus, um, you know, with him being a lookalike to Goku, Minora Maeda went on to say it's basically Goku drawn as is, but he gave him a crueler expression and a scouter. His build was made to be a little bit bulkier as well as his skin being darker. More than anything else, his costume was different. So there was no need for him to go and make him deliberately seem like an imposter to Goku. Uh, I think that's pretty cool because at one point there's like a throwaway line of like they're just only being certain types of low class saints. Clearly, I hate that. So th- that was pretty cool. You know, it can give you some really interesting head canon as to the the origin of the Saiyans there. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, you know, we got the higher dragon where he he just was designed like as a is like a nod to the illustrations from Dr. Slump, mm-hmm. which you could tell he's like, you know, really like a, a cute little character. Yeah. Shouts out first off the higher dragon being the first person outside of King Piccolo to ever try to throw hands with the dragon. <laughs> that, yeah. Yo. I thought that was so <laughs> that, cool. He was like, yo, I don't know what that is, but my damn forces got burnt down. So I'm going to do something about this, bro. Man. <laughs> Higher Dragon, real one, real one. Okay, Icarus, and then if you don't know, Higher Dragon. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Icarus, my fault. Icarus, Icarus, yes, yes. That that boy Icarus, my bad, y'all. I'm telling you, I watching these movies in so many different ways now. I just kind of get stuck to like a way of referring to everything as his proper terms. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to call Trunks Toronkusu, but like... Or Beijing, you know? Or Kuriri, Yeah. I mean, I might bust out the Goku every now and again, I, but, you know... I love saying the Goku. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yes, yes. We're talking about that boy Icarus there. And then, lastly, when it comes to the, the Tree of Might, it's um basically the design for it the producer for the movie, uh, Kozo Morishita, he received the Asian ginseng tree as a souvenir. And basically, that tree had sucked up the nutrients in his yard and like stopped some of his like plants from growing. But the ginseng tree grew bigger. So he got the idea for the Shin Seiju, the, uh, the tree of godly might, from a ginseng tree. So... Pretty, pretty interesting there. And then lastly, always with the puns, right? Yeah. Tullus, lettuce, yeah. as in all sands are mm. all vegetables. Mm. Uh, we got raisin and rakase, uh, raisin, and the Japanese word for peanut. Yeah. Dyes, uh, named after the Japanese word for soybean, amand, almond, a cacao, a cacao bean. So, you know what I'm saying? Just a bunch of fruit, man. A bunch of, I'm sorry, a bunch of nuts in, 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 in uh, and a vegetable, you know what I'm saying? So 
as is everything with Dragon Ball Z, man. Every plan is going to be some food or something that goes in the fridge. Especially if you are closely associated with Frieza. You will be something that goes in a freezer. Yeah. Nice little, <laughs> nice little food. That's Toriyama's. That's Toriyama's bag. That's Dragon Ball's bag. Y'all know this. Yeah. The king of the puns. That's his. That's his humor. <laughs> that guy. That's that, old, that's that old man humor in the states. But you know, it works for him. It's still relevant to this day. <laughs> like. Yeah. So. And and it's worked for the naming of so many characters throughout the years. And I mean, it's going to keep going. Honestly, cool. every time we're introduced to a new character, please believe. We're going to have a new pun to go with it. But with all that being said, uh, man, listen, Dragon Ball Z Movie 3, the super decisive battle for Earth or Tree of Might, however you put it, really dope movie. If you haven't checked it out, please do, because you got some of the best hot-blooded Dragon Ball Z early action you can possibly get there. This is like, Before, this is like some yo, of the best of the best action on top of that. You get to see your lovely Z fighters in this movie. Yes, the Z <laughs> fighters show out, man. All of them. Your boy Chao Zhu, Mr. Blow Up Boy, he definitely got some licks in. Like he was fighting too. And you don't see him do much. So ever. Ever. So it was a pretty nice little showcase. I mean, yeah, they all get faded, but I mean, <laughs> when does that when not does happen? That not happen. That is their purpose. And and any type of major villain. They have to get beat up. That's what makes Dragon Ball Dragon Ball. But hey. But from things that make Dragon Ball Dragon Ball to things where, you know what I'm saying, we kind of going back to the well. We now have Dragon Ball Z Movie 4, Super Saiyan Son Goku, or otherwise known as Lord Slug. Lord Slug. Dragon, there is one thing that my world can't buy. I want to be young again and never grow old. I want eternal youth. It shall be done. Brother Jay? Yes, my man. <laughs> what what was your thoughts watching this movie back in the day? I got to know. I really got to so, know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was like 13 when I saw this. Um, so it was really cool because it was a, it was at a point where the Cell saga had ended and like we hadn't gotten any new airings of anything after that. So being able to watch this um, during that few months of drought of Dragon Ball Z, I was excited to see a new adventure. I popped this tape in and I was like, oh, there's a really cool art direction with this. We don't ever see them fighting cities and stuff like this. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I was really here for the fact that it was like nighttime battles and stuff. Like all that, all the things that make this movie different from an artistic uh, perspective, really enjoyed it. Um, everything else? <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> oh my God. Yo. <laughs> it was like, what am I watching, bro? Like, okay, so when do they start throwing hands up? Oh, okay, okay, they're about to. Oh, oh, okay, oh, okay, huh? I don't, I don't think they knew how to end this, huh? <laughs> and I mean, like, even at thirteen, I was like, I don't. I don't know. 
I mean, it's got Goku in it, you know? But... <laughs> I don't know, bro. What did you think, man? Oh, I'm something. I, I mean, of course, 13 year old D. What did he think? 13 year old D, not much of a critic, critic, but he was really skeptical of some of the things he was watching. This movie yeah. may have started the critique, the critiquer in me. This movie yeah. was not good. I'm here to tell you that. It was not good. It was bad. I'm here to tell you today that. Lord Slug is probably the weakest movie in this whole series. Matter of fact, let me take it back. It's one of the weakest series. We got another movie. We got a couple movies that are lingering yeah. around. It's one. But of the- as far as the, this is going to be the first weak entry we come across. This is the. This, this is the. This. I mean, <laughs> listen, bro. Listen, I will say, Dragon Ball. They went. Six in a row, dog. No misses. Man, that's a, that's a nice little run. That's a nice little run. I ain't gonna lie. Too bad they, they went about five years, six in a row, no misses, and then they hit this. And but but there's reasons, and we can get into that, right? There, there are there are reasons why this is a bit of a miss. Yeah. But before we go in, obviously, when it comes to movie for Lord Slug. In Japan, this came out in 1991 as part of the Toei Anime Fair in the spring, in March the 9th. So when we take into consideration that this was something that was short of line, just one other movie, uh, Magical Taluto, uh, which is a series I don't know anything else about. Uh, definitely a, a Toei early 90s classic, though. Um, I think... Everything about the promotion of this movie at that point in time was all around the title. They wanted to get people in the theater. And it shows because this movie only came out, like, what, July to March? That's only about eight months, mm-hmm. right? So there wasn't a, a eight, nine months. There wasn't a whole lot of time in between movie three and movie four came out. Right up on each other. <laughs> So with that, uh, you know, I, I feel like they were they were playing all on the title, especially when you consider that on March the 9th, specifically in Japan, that was only 10 days, 10 days, y'all, before chapter 123 of the Dragon Ball Z manga t- it came out in Weekly Shonen Jump. D, do you know what chapter 123 is? Uh. I can't say. I cannot say, but I can. I'm gonna tell you right now, that is the moment that Goku turns Super Saiyan in the manga. I figured. I, so I if you figured. keep in mind that if you're a Japanese kid in love with Dragon Ball Z, the first time you've ever seen, if you especially if you're like deep into it, first time you've ever seen Super Saiyan Son Goku was in this movie. So I'm alright. <sighs> That's kind of plays into what we wind up seeing because, as you know, there is a famous pseudo fake, almost Super Saiyan Goku transformation that we get in this movie. And the entire reason that it is the way it is is because that boy Toriyama basically had not turned into Toei what Super Saiyan would look like. So they went in their bag. <laughs> they went in their bag. Like, Yo, let me guess. <laughs> let me guess. 
I mean, I know we normally talk about trivia and stuff towards the end, but it, it has to be noted. Like, this is really important in terms of context of when this came out because that, like, that form that he goes into, it literally is the anime staff saying, we know that Super Saiyan's coming. Let's guess at what Toriyama's going to make this look like. And it's it's close but no cigar right <laughs> as far as like actual official detailing on this we've got quotes from Daisensu 7 where it's the first time where they ever give it a name which is given as pseudo super saiyan in there it says a state that goku transformed into in the movie super saiyan son goku it's similar to super saiyan in that the entire body is wrapped in an aura but the hair is not completely golden also, his eyes become white as if he had lost consciousness. It looks as if Goku's anger at being cornered by his enemy slug overran and made him like a Super Saiyan. Coincidentally, in Daisensu 7, uh, for the notes for the movie, it states that Toriyama came up with the idea of having Goku's hair stand up in this form, but would later incorporate that idea into his finalized version for the transformation in the manga. So the first version that was ever created of Super Saiyan was this version for this movie. A week and a half later, he decides, you know what? Well, not really a week and a half later. He, he would have had this in plan for a while at that point. But a week and a half after this is shown in theaters, he opted to change the hair color for more practical reasons. He's quoted to, to say... I decided on the design for Super Saiyan 4, to be honest, a simple reason that will leave you saying, what? I have all I have always had a, only a single person, assistant Kuhn, helping me with my work. That assistant Kuhn's time was always taken up doing the black fill of Goku's hair. So the reason was in order to save time. Because when he became a Super Saiyan, we wouldn't have to do the black fill. It also had the effect of making it easy to tell from his appearance that Goku had gotten stronger. So it killed two birds with one stone. So this entire mess of there being this like fake Super Saiyan form that has caused just so much confusion within the Dragon Ball fan community for decades now is all because Toei decided, hey, movie four is going to feature Super Saiyan Son Goku. Toriyama goes, cool. I think his hair standing up is a great idea. Actually, I don't want it to be black. We're going to not feel that in the manga, which then, by the time it comes out in the anime, boom, there's no longer a black-haired version of Super Saiyan Goku. So there's the story behind what we've always seen. A pre-draft. Going back to when this came out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In the manga, we had, obviously, chapter 121, The Last Chance, and Extra Large Gekidama. Which is when Frieza realizes that the spirit bomb is heading right towards him. Right on his head, top. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Top, top moment. Top, top moment. Crazy. Good scene. When it comes to the anime, we're still in the thick of it with the Nam- Namek saga, with them being a Dragon Ball Z episode 81. Piccolo's self confidence, I will be the one to defeat Frieza, which is the infamous. This moment. Wow, unreal. My gosh. 
This is amazing. I feel incredible. Yes, 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 yes. I can win. I feel great. I can do this. Ugh. Yeah, that's right. Y'all know it. And Piccolo gets in his bag. Man. Oh God. What what a what a hilariously dope moment. Thank you, Funimation cast, for not being used to that character. This at all. was your this was one of your best showings. Congrats. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then uh, as far as when this came out in the States, this was on September the 4th, 2001. Uh, really interesting time for the United States. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but um, it was right before uh, the airing of the other world tournament on television. So like I said earlier, there had been a gap on Tsunami for a bit of time. Basically, um, the, the Cell Saga had just ended shortly before that. And now we're going into the point in time where they're airing the other world tournament. So just really interesting in, in how we're getting Dragon Ball Z in both the West and uh, back in Japan at this point in time. What I really, really found interesting about this movie, considering there's not like an ocean dub or anything like that, right? Sadly. <laughs> yeah, because I mean... You know, again, every Dragon Ball Z movie is trying to tell something. This is basically just giving you evil King Piccolo from space yeah. uh, coming to to get the same thing that King Piccolo wanted, uh, but he's got his son's transformation technique. <laughs> like, I mean, basically at the end of the day, right? But what I do find interesting about the dub is that it makes this entirely different origin story for Lord Slug. Like, King Kai is telling Goku about Lord Slug. It, for everybody who's ever watched the Funimation uh, dub, he basically says, um, Slug was born and he lived on planet Nymex sometime before the climate change that wiped out the Namekians. So he discovered a key to unlocking a higher consciousness within a group of other Namekians and himself became super Namics. And because they were intoxicated with power, they started to start misusing it like the Saiyans. And with the power of the Dragon Balls, the, the Namekians used Porunga to banish them all out. They became nomads, went from planet to planet, and Lord Slug was the last surviving member of the super Namekians. Right? You remember that, right? Yeah. Basic so here's the interesting thing, dude. In the Japanese version, King Kai says like half of that shit. He <laughs> basically says that Lord Slug was sent off as a baby to Planet Slug, much like Kami was, uh, or uh, the son of Katatsu was sent off to, to Earth, right? In order to save him from the cam- cataclysms that were affecting uh, their home planet. But he had a rare mutation since his birth, one that made him pure evil. It was because of that mutation that he was really powerful, and that powerful uh, strength was designated as a super namic. So we have one where there's like a, a race of super namics, something gets done about them, and now we've got the last one. And then there, there's one where it's basically like, hey, yo, for real, this is just the Piccolo story, dog. It is. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's lazily Piccolo retelling. It's it's just so interesting the way that Funimation, like we always say, they try to make context of something that doesn't need more context. And in doing so, they just fuck it all up. 
they did too much for already a bad movie. So way to go. <laughs> way to go. Try as far to- as oh man, as far as that goes, you right. What a what a stinker, bro. <laughs> they, 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 they really, they, man, listen. And, and, and you can tell because, right, of course, the script is the same same writer on the two of these, Takao Koyama. But the director for this one is Mitsuo Hashimoto. This is obviously Hashimoto's, like, first go around because eventually they wind up getting to a groove. But this one is just, I mean, I don't, I don't know what this was. The Daichi and Nishio, you know, the GOAT haven't worked on Treated Might and it shows. <laughs> this movie is so bad. Plot is bad. Tell me, how does your villain get defeated? Prime- Jesus Christ. My bad, y'all. Oh, man. Listen, hey, you know, it, it happens, bro. Mm-hmm. It happens. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But it, it's all right. The, uh, uh, this villain does get defeated, though, by. One of the most annoying concepts ever. Something where he he sees a person of his own race try to defend himself from this oncoming onslaught of whistling. Whistling. And then it's like, doesn't even question like why Piccolo ripped off his ears. He's just like, huh? What's going on? Why'd you do that? And then Gohan just starts doing his little whistling jig. Uh... And then Genki Dama, it's over. Man, this movie. You know, remember how we said on on episode one how Dead Zone has the enemy being a dumbass, the villain just being straight dumb. This is dumb. How dumb? How did you? How did you real? How did you witness Piccolo closing his ears, smiling, telling him like? Oh, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle. And there's a funny clip from the Speedy Dub to... to, to oh, to, to, man. <laughs> yeah, they, did, they got... The Malaysian Dub came back around for this one, too. And boy... Whoo, they, did, they didn't miss for what Malaysian Dub quality is. Let, let, let's, let, let's let Piccolo tell it. Uh, what are you doing? Go on! Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle which you played for me! Whistle? Yes, the whistle which you played. Uh, Hydro Dragon Dance, remember? Yeah, he, he was on his too short bag right there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the whistle? That boy, that boy Piccolo, man. I swear on everything. This this dub will, no matter what move, version you watch, like, watch anything with the speedy dub. It's going to make you laugh. <laughs> Hundred thousand deaths. <laughs> what a movie! What a, I think the Speedy Dub made the movie more enjoyable for me, even though it's a, <laughs> even though it's a garbage movie. This is the first it time. So dub, this is the first time a dub is like, yeah, this is the true king out of all yeah. the versions, it's particularly for the banter. This is it. Big Green, he's the he's the man. Big Green, you made me laugh. Blow the whistle part, super hilarious. Yes. Man, and and that's the thing, right? It's like basically all all the things that you can enjoy about this movie are all the things that are like, that stand out about it, right? Like the, if you, if you fuck with pseudo Super Saiyan, cool, there it is for you. If you fuck with they're having, you know, funny stuff uh, to laugh at in a version of 
the delivery of a Dragon Ball Z movie. There it is too. But if you're expecting there to just be a mighty great time and watching this movie from a serious standpoint, um, this one might not be for you. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Ooh, Toei threw up some garbage. Garbage. You was hitting. You, yo, you were swinging. Literally, you were. You were. You were. Your batting average was so high. I really thought you guys would have a flawless, flawless run with these movies. Because generally, like, yo, it's an hour long. You have time, really, to work yeah. on it, whatever. I can understand you may have rushed it because of the, the month, the months and, and whatnot. But uh, this was not it. Lord Slug stinks. Although I would, I do prefer him over a certain villain that we may get into weeks from now. But Lord Slug, he yeah. stinks. You know. You you died by whistle, <laughs> literally. Not the spirit bomb. Also, this starts the uh, the trend of Goku literally beating everybody with a spirit bomb for whatever reason. Like, well, no, he he beat uh he beat Weedle with it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, Turles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. Yeah, this is this yeah. Is super. Yeah. This but this is the one where it's like it's a little bit more is, decisive. You know of, what I mean? Out of order. This is like the extra extra like. Like how Tree of Might, the way how he did this, the spirit bomb on him, or it's a super spirit bomb, or whatever. The, yeah. These, the spirit bombs in these movies get more out of line as they go. The more we progress, the wackier these spirit bombs end up happening. The more these endings. Oh. <laughs> oh man, yeah, because there's there's one that's so confusing coming up soon, and I'm just I can't. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that. But before we get too uh, into the bag of our future episodes, man, I will say I had a little bit more fun collecting trivia for these for this movie in particular than I had watching the movie. Uh, <laughs> Yo, just like little stuff in the movie that you notice if you're paying close attention. Like for instance, they're they're clearly fighting in a city that's uh, based on like Paris. Um, there's like a sign that says like Moulin Rouge. Um, there's they're on like Iguana Street at one point, like like all kinds of like weird stuff in the background. All kind, of, like I said, the art for this movie is is really on team. Like they snuck in a lot of cool stuff. Even the Ferris and the little Ferris wheel and all that. Yeah, man. <laughs> like it, it looks different from other uh, Dragon Ball Z movies of its time, uh, especially that end sequence when Goku throws the spirit bomb and Lord Slug, and then you see the whole flash with him and Piccolo. Yeah, done really well. Um, there is an interesting piece of trivia about this movie. Did you know this is the only Dragon Ball Z movie that takes place in the nineties? Really? <laughs> really? So. Every Dragon Ball Z story takes place in age 700, whatever the hell, right? <laughs> but there is a calendar in Gohan's room whenever Chi-Chi walks in, right, to bring him uh, to bring him his, like, drink or whatever, right? There's a calendar on the wall that says March 1991. Oh. Now, obviously, it's just like a nod to when the movie came out. But I mean, it, it's like it's hung up right there on his wall. It says 1991. So, I mean... It's 1991, baby. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. It's the one time you ever see like a Earth, uh, like reference into. Well, not the one time, but as far as like time uh, on Earth when it came out. Yeah, 
There's also a little like uh, a Raleigh Chan uh, a, poster. Wait, hang, wait a minute. Hang on. Wait a minute, yeah. Brother Jay. March 19th. Ain't that the. Ch- Isn't that a particular chapter in Dragon Ball? And I believe. Isn't that the chapter where uh, your boy Krillin gets blown up to smithereens? My son. So, yeah, this one came out the 9th, and then on. The the 12th is when that chapter came out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that one, when, when Krillin gets blown up. No, I'm sorry. That was March 19th. My fault. Yeah, 10 days later after this movie aired. Oh, that You're right. I see what y'all was doing. I see what y'all doing. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, man. They, they, were, they were trying to, to throw that in there. Uh, obviously... When it comes to this movie, right, you know, you got everything with the the different characters, with them being different children or like followers of Lord Slug. They follow the same sort of um, naming structure in the sense of like Namekians back in the day, they were all named after like slugs or snails or whatever. So slug, right, obvious. Um his his henchmen are named after the uh, after either stuff that dealt with school or the Andromeda Galaxy. Uh, Angira um, and Dora Dabo uh, Andromeda, right? Uh, and then Mecha Macha Zeun, like Andromeda Zeun, right? So like it literally, you combine all their names. That's how you say the Andromeda Galaxy in Japanese. Um, Gakusha is Kakuja, uh, which is the word for scholar. And then Gyoshu is uh, derived from the Japanese word Kyoju, which means professor. Uh, so, yeah, not, the, the, the puns in here weren't as strong in that sense. But, of course, they still had to yeah. sneak a little something, something in. Yeah, it's, 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 it's something. You know what really pissed me off about this movie? What's that? This was the start. And I mean, I don't really care for Funimation because you, you already know my stance on Funimation. But this is the start where Funimation begins to believe that throwing American rock music. Oh, man. We didn't even get to that. You're right. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> yes, dog. They start playing that that early 2000s rock. Listen, man, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? That's from an era we grew up in. So. For some, it's going to be a hit. Others, especially for me in 2022, is a little bit of a miss. I don't need to hear disturbed and deaf tones on the Dragon Ball. Never. It's like. <laughs> never. I never needed that. So. It's like, you know, they. I feel like they caught on to the early wave of anime AMVs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they were like, let's just make the movie one long AMV. And it did not, it didn't work for me. I'm pretty sure purists did not like it either. But hey, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'll take the Kikuchi score, obviously. That's that's me. That's me. I know some folks like it. And I mean, hey, listen, I'll talk. All power to you. I'm not going to judge you for liking garbage. No, let me stop. Let me stop. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking with you. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, man. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Different strokes to different folks. It just was not for me at all. I'll say that much. 
that uh, when it comes to those movies, though, the, the lasting impact of both movie three and movie four, it, you know, it can't be uh, unstated, right? We've had Tullis show up in a lot of stuff in, since then, obviously. Um, we had to show up in the plan to eradicate the Saiyans, mm-hmm. uh, the OVA that was made with the Pladia game of the same name uh, back in the 90s. So he's definitely a, a character where an evil Goku, great idea uh, on Toei's end, even something where they would eventually repeat with their, a brand new character in uh, 2015 with Goku Black. So... A lot, a lot of cool stuff there. Tullis also shows up in games like Budokai Tenkaichi 3, um, as well as Super Dragon Ball Heroes and Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle. The greatest gacha game on the motherfucking planet. Um, you know, like it's just... Tullis gets... What? What's up? No, is it talk your shit? Talk your shit? It is. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Uh, listen, I heard this little voice say something. It's weird. I don't know where it came from. But, uh... I, I, whatever they said about Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle, that guy was probably right. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, Turles has had a lot of cool appearances. He has, like, this, like, powered Saiyan form in Super Dragon Ball Heroes where he gets long black hair, like like a Super Saiyan 3, but, like, it's, like, a, the power, the true power of a Saiyan. Really interesting stuff they've done with Turles over the years. And then uh, Lord Slug, I mean... You know, he's still Lord Slug. <laughs> he's shown up in the, the Budokai Tekaiji games. Uh, obviously, Super Dragon Ball Heroes, Dokkan Battle, all that kind of stuff. I, I love the fact that Japan keeps introducing these characters to new generations of kids in marketing. Um, because even if their stories they came from aren't, like, the strongest. Um, I'm saying something. You know. Yeah, st- still something where, you know, they can keep using those characters for future marketing and, and showcasing, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Like, it, it's good. It it show that at least decades go on. At least we had something to remember. Don't let, let don't let this move. Don't let these movies just go to waste. Use them again, please. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and and they'll always have that well to go back to to some degree, man. Now, lastly. You know, these Dragon Ball Z movies, they're told in such a way to where these are adventures that, that happen, but they don't happen, right? How how would you fit movies three and four into the canon, bro? Because, like, there's just some, there's some stuff, man. Like, Goku's Gi has, again, his family mark on it, but they're on Earth. Mm-hmm. And that's what he had when they showed up on Namek. Tien, Yamcha, Chaozu, Piccolo, all of them alive. Don't know how. Again, you know, it's like I mean, this one could say there's a there's an established movie canon at least in the early Dragon Ball Z movies, right? Because we had the last movie where it's like, okay, well, this is where like Vegeta got whooped, but nobody like clearly Piccolo didn't get killed. So I'm guessing everybody else didn't get killed either. They were just sleeping. They got knocked out unconsciously. That is yeah. Nothing more, nothing more. And then an, another Saiyan shows up on Earth later. But since there's no reason to go to Namek because everybody's alive, mm-hmm. this is the next villain, right? I I guess that, that 
this is the best way to make it work in my mind. Honestly, that's the only way you could put it. Like, yo, what happens if none of these characters that got blown up to bitch never got blown up? Yamcha is alive, even though he got blown up the minute they started the scene arc officially. Um, again, Chaozu, another character that blew himself up, still alive. Tension on, he's still there with his arm and his hand, still in function. You know, Piccolo's still alive. So I guess this this is the particular this series, this little, nice little amazing movie. You place Tree of Might right around in time in the Saiyan art. Everybody, all of the Saiyans are beat. Everybody's alive. That is all. Nothing more, nothing less. You can't really, yeah. you can't really throw anything else, honestly. And moving forward has got to be a continuation of that, right? <laughs> because Goku's clearly not become a Super Saiyan, but they're on Earth. <laughs> this would have to be before he fought Frieza. Yeah. But they're not on Namek, right? Yeah. So again, like there just has to be up until I will say up until this movie, there's an established canon in the movies, yeah. right? Um, where there's references to things that are, that are happening, right? Like Krillin mentions these guys aren't Saiyans, so clearly they've dealt with Saiyans before. They are not. At the very least, uh, Tullus's henchmen are familiar with who Frieza is, mm-hmm. so that these people exist somewhere, right? Um, but there's outside of that, there, there's no other uh, continuation of how things go down in the show. Yeah, this is the up to this point. Yeah, this is the hard, like this is probably the hardest thing to actually try to make sense out of. And trust me, a lot of placements in these movies they're kind of tough. But this one in particular, you really have to forget like a whole portion of Z actually happened. Like yeah, it never like these guys never died. The guys or at the very died. least, yeah, it just went. And completely different, man. But uh yeah, all in all, one of these movies stands the test of time. The other one keep it. There's at least a fun bit of trivia of it being the first ever version of Super Saiyan that stands the test of time. Everything else, not so much. Yeah. But it was really cool to revisit this history, dog. It was. Uh hopefully <laughs> hopefully, folks. Who do go back to watch Lord Slug? I really hope you have a pleasant time watching it. Cause I, Lord knows, after that second rewatch, you know, <laughs> man, it was really tough. But I mean, I think we came up with a better idea for how we could have put Piccolo in the movies back in session one with the Dragon Ball Johns. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if this was their way of trying to throw King Piccolo of some sort in a movie, they should have just thrown in Piccolo himself. Yeah, exactly. You want to make a fake Goku entry, it might make a... Whatever. Hey, look, at least that one was presented well in, in a way that, you know, even here 22 years later, we can be like, nah, that's that's it right there. At least there's the bits of, like, who's better, Tullus or Goku Black? At least yeah. I see debates. May not be like... Yeah. You know, they may not be heated, but there's debates. But ain't nobody saying who's better, King Piccolo or Lord Slug. There's people, people who don't even care about the original Dragon Ball, and they'll tell you King Piccolo smokes Lord Slug, rightfully so. That's right. That's the sons of Katats over Lord Slug any day, bro. But that about closes the chapter yes, on movies three and four and, and us going over those, man. 
It's been really fun, but we are looking forward to the next episode where we will be going over a, a nice little two-piece right here. Sure. As we go over Dragon Ball Z's movies five and six, the movie about coolers and metal coolers. That's right, man. We got we got a whole little two-piece coming for y'all next week, man. Be on the lookout. We got hopefully some fun surprises for that one, too. Mm-hmm. So it should be a good time. Uh, really, really excited to watch these adventures with, uh, you know, a version of Frieza in the movies. Yes. Well, my dog, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's about it. How we going to lead the people, man, you know? Mm-hmm. Really glad y'all joined us this week as we uh, dug into these movies three and four. As always, take care of yourselves, take care of your people, eat plenty of good food, drink plenty of water, get plenty of rest, man. That stuff is important to a good, mm-hmm. just enjoyable life, man. It really is important, bro. But this is your boy, Jay, a.k.a. Versace Vegeta. You can find me on Twitter, at Versace Vegeta underscore. Don't forget that. Same as Instagram, same as Twitch. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check his Twitch streams. It's going to be very entertaining. Yeah, right. As always, man. Uh, we out here. We do it. That's for me. It's your boy D, aka Brother D, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I holla at your boys. Really, I, I don't mind conversing. Like, hey, I'm pretty sure there's somebody that likes Lord Slug. Please, throw me your best shot. Tell me yeah. why this movie to you is good. I'm, I'm, yeah, and we won't even be like, nah, you wrong. Like, yeah. we'll be like, okay, nah, nah. Because I, I really would love to hear from somebody that says, like, yo, not nah, movie four is one of my top. Yeah, like, I'm always I'm always down for good good, good conversation, you know. It, it's not going to be some crazy heated debate, you know. I respect your opinion. You probably respect mine. And we keep it moving, like, like are we supposed to? Like, I'm not an elitist, so we can always have... Nice little friendly conversation about it. It's just Dragon Ball, baby. For real, for real. So it's your little mystical adventure, like just like mine. So that's right, man. But hey, man. Till next time, we out. Y'all be easy, man. Peace. All at your boys.